It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. So thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. Dennis Diderot once said that only passions, great passions, can elevate the soul to great things. And speaking about passion, I have a very special guest with me to talk about his journey, how he was able to, to start, find his passion through high school, and then now becoming a best-selling author who now helps others um, in, that, in that authoring field. He's uh, no one other than uh, Vikran Shaura, who joins us all the way from India. Is that right? Vikran, is that where you yes, correct. From? Okay. And Vikran has combined his emergent passion for business and his lifelong passion for books. He's helped hundreds of CEOs, founders, owners, motivational speakers, coaches, entrepreneurs, doctors, scientists, and people who are passionate in their field in making an impact globally, building authority to their expertise, and ultimately adding value to people's lives, despite not having time and skills in writing. Vikram, thank you so much for coming on the Time with Fred podcast today. Thank you so much, Fred, for having me. I'm really Absolutely. excited to... Yes. I have a conversation with you. Yes, yes, yes. So because oftentimes when we when we read about, you know, the but when we read the bios of, of our guests, right? It sounds so flamboyant, very flowery, but they didn't just end up where they were at the time, right? They had to go mm -hmm. through several loops, they had to go through their own personal challenges, overcome a lot mm -hmm. of obstacles in getting to where there are today. Of course, you're here, you know, as a as a best-selling author, consultant, helping several people. You're helping scientists, engineers, entrepreneurs uh, get into that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, get into that field of writing. But how did it all start for you? Did did you just happen to end up where you are, just helping people, or oh, just just tell us a little bit about how this journey looked back? Maybe a few years back, you know, growing up, mm -hmm. and 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 how you decided to end up where you are today. Sure. It started when uh, I just graduated from high school and my dad, dad asked me, what do you want to become in your life? And I had no idea at all. All of my friends, they were taking an admission in engineering college. So I just told him like, okay, I want, I want to be an engineer because I didn't want to sound fool or idiot that I still don't know at the age of 18 or 17 that I still don't have figured out that what I'll be in my uh, career, what I'll be doing in my career or in my life. And in India, if you know that if you're not a doctor or engineer, you're a big time failure, right? And of course, all of my friends, especially the close friends, they were taking admission in engineering college. So I told him like, okay, I'm going to be an engineer. My dad, uh, who was in military, who was in army, uh, he didn't have that much money to pay for my college fees. So he sold his lands and uh, he got my admission in engineering college. So uh, within just, just three or four months, like I realized that engineering is not for me. And um, somehow like I was going through it, I, I was not liking the lectures. I was not liking uh, even the labs, the, the practical labs because everything was too theoretical. And I'm kind of a practical guy, logical guy, and everything was too much theory. I was just, of course, um, uh, roaming around with my friends in college, making some re new friends not at all interested in college lectures, right? And uh, in the third semester, I 
uh, read a book in my college library itself. I found a book by Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad, yeah. And I read the, that book in the very same day I just dropped out of the college. I never came back. I never went back. Okay. And I, because that book gave me the perception, uh, like a new perception about finances, about life. So I just dropped out and I wanted to do something of my own in my, in my life. And of course, it was really difficult for me because when I told my dad that, okay, I have dropped out, uh, I saw him crying for the very first time. So uh, it was kind of a very painful for me, but still I had to stick with the decision because I knew that what is right for me. So I started a business, right? I don't want to talk about it because that's not relevant, but I started a business and it, within six months, I ran out, of the, ran out of the money. I borrowed some money from my family, friends, relatives. And within six months, I, was, I had no money at, at all left. And I was in financial debt at the age of 20 and I had to shut down that business. And now I'm in this situation where I uh, was in a one-room apartment, didn't have money to pay the bills or rents, with a broken laptop with a 2G internet speed, and uh, searching on online that how to make money online. And uh, then I figured out self-publishing. So I had nothing to do, so I just started writing my book. Okay, and I found a, a pen name, I found a niche, I started writing a book. And then uh, somehow within 21 days, I wrote my first book all day from morning to night before I sleep. I, I was just writing everything. And of course, English is not my first language. So I had a terrible, terrible, terrible writing skills. So somehow, but I completed the manuscript and uh, my girlfriend back then, who was really great at academics, she helped me with the proofreading. She fixed uh, all the grammars and all the things and somehow made the book uh, uh like kind of a looking professional. And then I published that book. Now she's my wife. So, um, so somehow I published the book and uh, within the first month I made around $27. And it was the very first income which I made online. So I was, I still remember I was jumping on my bed in night and um, then I figured out like, okay, like this is how does it work? I published another book the, the next month and uh, this time I also did some marketing. I was looking for all the things, right? How to, do, how to market the book. And the second month I made around $440, right? Now I knew that exactly how does the process mm -hmm. looks like, okay? Things started changing when people started reaching out to me that, hey, how did you uh, write the book? How did you publish the book? So I started offering uh, my Facebook friends like who were entrepreneurs, some consultations and coaching, right? With, so with that, like I've started uh, helping them uh, like turn their ideas into a professional looking book. And of course, in the process, I help hundreds and hundreds of uh, my students uh, become a published author. But things again started changing when some of, the, some of my students, they started reaching out to me, like who are entrepreneurs or consultants or who have the business going on. They said like, okay, everything is good. Your coaching is good, but we don't have the time to write the book mm -hmm. or we don't have the skill set to write a book. Can you please do it for, for me? Then I got this idea that there are so many people, mm -hmm. there are so many entrepreneurs, experts, thought leaders who have amazing ideas, message to share with the world in the form of a book, but don't have the time 
to write. Don't have the time to sit down and write the book. So then I thought, okay, why don't I can create a done for you solution for these, uh, these people mm -hmm. so that it's also going to help other people, right? The world, because I believe that uh, the book can really change the world. It has certainly changed mine, right? That one book, gave me a direction in life. And this is why, where I am right now. So I decided that, okay, I'm going to be uh, creating a done for you solution for people. And uh, then I assembled a team of book writers, editors, publishers, marketers, um, and uh, then created a done for you solution and have started helping uh, all of these entrepreneurs, thought leaders, coaches, consultants in turning their ideas into a best-selling book within just six months. Right. So they just start working with us. We have a team of writers who interview them, understand their book idea. So there will be just one or two interview sessions every week. And we write the book. We not only write the book, we do the editing, proofreading. We do the cover designing, interior designing. We get the ISBN. We publish the book. We market the book, get sales, get reviews. We make sure that the book becomes number one bestseller. All these things. We do everything done for you. And this is why, uh, this is what it distinguishes us from the other people. So yeah, this is how the journey looked like. So answering your question, I never knew 10 years ago that this is what I would be doing. But, uh, but of course, like this is a journey, like you somehow you have to overcome all the obstacles yeah. and then you will be able to figure out, right. Uh, that what is going to be, what you will be doing in the life. Right. And I, still, I don't know like what I'll be doing after 10 years, mm -hmm. uh, you have to take action. Right? That's Absolutely. The, the first thing you mentioned was um, that, you know, in your culture, if you're not a, a doctor, a lawyer, you know, you're, you're, you're failure. I mean, growing up in Ghana, you know, I can, I can relate to that culture because most parents, you know, would expect their kids to be one of those, to, to mm. follow, right, to pursue one of those professions, right? Either you're a doctor or, or a scientist or a lawyer or an engineer. And if you didn't fall into any one of those buckets, you're considered a failure. So if you didn't do anything in school other than those three, you, 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 you're not smart enough. But conventional wisdom has taught us that, you know, it's not, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself, right? There are mm -hmm. so many skills and, and talents that we're born with. And it takes a lot of courage to be able to, to pursue those mm. talents and skills, even if they're not, you know, uh, part of what popular opinion thinks. But he also mentioned that at 18 years, he felt like if you didn't know, you know, what you want to do, you kind of fell out of place. But I'll just say that even today, I've met, you know, a lot of 30, 40, 50 year olds who don't even know what to do all their lives, right? So mm. it's it's that that self exploratory journey is it's one that it's 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 that's exactly what it is. It's a journey, right? You got to keep finding and looking until you find that exact it may take someone maybe what five six years but for some it's later on in life i know quite a lot mm -hmm. of we've read books right of, of people who didn't quite find kendall saunders kfc didn't start kfc until uh, after 65 years old right yeah, so right it takes sometimes it takes a lot and for you you know another thing that really you know, inspires me is when you wrote that, when you read that book by Robert Kiyosaki, a book, I remember a book, I, a book I found on my late grandfather's bookshelf, um, Norman Vincent Peale's Power of Positive Thinking. And that's really what radicalized mm. my life, right? So we all go through life and we find that one thing, whether it's a book, whether it's a person, whether it's a message, whatever it is, that one thing that turns our lives around. And, and for you and I, 
thankfully it's it, it's it's it was a book and that's exactly where you found yourself helping um you know others others share their story when you wrote that first book and made that you know measly 29 dollars for, for a lot of people who may be listening or may have found themselves in a situation or may find themselves in a situation like that may think well gosh i made 29 dollars i mean i'm a total failure you're right i was expecting to make you know, maybe thousands <laughs> or maybe sell, you know, a couple hundred books, right, in the mm-hmm. first month or whatever. But for you, it did the exact opposite. It didn't discourage you, right? It actually fueled your passion to write mm-hmm. that second book. It didn't discourage you. Why Why, why was that? Why, why didn't you feel discouraged? Why didn't you say, gosh, this is only $29. Maybe I wasn't called to write a book. Maybe let me go pursue something else. But you 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 went ahead and, and published that second book and, and and you've been in that business and today it marks what you do mm-hmm. that's really what you do right how, how does one view that M- maybe we want to do something in life we want to pursue something in life but we start and all we get is a is a misery return the return is not as big as we expect it to be and for a lot of people that's where they stop but for you mm-hmm. it stopped you right it rather inspired you to continue how do you overcome or how did you see that not as a failure on your part but as an opportunity to go back and do it again and do it again do it again and do it again and do it again awesome so i realized that it's all about the perception mm-hmm. means uh, same thing can happen with two different individuals and one person can use the same uh, incident to make really great things yeah. in, in his life. And one person can self-sabotage and go downwards in his career or in his life, right? So it's all about the perception. There could be situation like maybe 10 years ago, if I would have thought, okay, $29, $29 I, I can't even pay my bills, right? How, like, why, why would I do it? Why would I invest another several days, like 24 hours to starting writing another book and then we'll be able to... I'll be making another money, like maybe $29 more or $30 more, maybe $100 more. How is it going to affect my life? The thing is, like I saw is I started making progress. I, I like, but t- until that, that point, I was doing so many things, right? My first business failed. I didn't generate any penny from that business. And then, of course, but just by writing the book, not having any employees, by publishing the book, I made $29. I saw it as a success. Also, one more perception was uh, I just published the book. I didn't do anything about marketing, but still I made money. What if I'll do some marketing? Mm. In the second month, I, I did like uh, at least 12 hours a day. I was working on the marketing side of both the books and I made $440, mm. right? So it's all about the perception, right? How you see things determines like how you will be taking the next action. Uh-huh. And the, 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 the next action which you'll be taking is going to determine that how, uh, whether, of course, it could be a success, it could be a failure, but at least you, you need to know the answers, whether this is right for you or not. Maybe in the, the first business which I started, if it would be generating money, maybe I would be into another direction. But this thing worked for me. And the thing which I realized is you have to take massive action in all the different directions or maybe in one, uh, you just take one thing and do all the things possible and see what is working, what is not working, right? Before that, don't decide that this is not right for you. So, so yeah, like it's all about the perception. 
like how you see things, it determines like how you, how successful or how failure your life will be. I, I love that, Vikrana. I, I love that. I, you know, one thing I, I've always shared is it's not it's not what happens to you, but it's, it's how you react uh, that that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, there I've met people who are just, you know, just always have a different perspective on things, a positive perspective on things, right? It could be raining, mm-hmm. but they could see the rainbow, right? It could be dark <laughs> and gloomy, but they see the light, right? They're just they're mm-hmm. just they're just wired that way. It's having that kind of perspective, right, on life. Is it something that one is born with? Right, because I, I am I am like that. Not to say that I don't have those low moments where I feel discouraged and blue. I do, but overall, I like to see the positive out of out of every situation, and that's really helped me tremendously um, in, in my in my calling. You know, to even help bring inspiration to others who may, you know, be in the same situation as I am. But all we see is just doom. Is it something that is taught, or is it something that is a, a natural part of a human being? Would you say? Just your thought on that. Mm-hmm. So. I've seen, and of course, I've studied so many research as well, that most of the conditioning which happens to you or whatever your subconscious, the, the way subconscious mind works for the entire lifetime, it will define in the first seven years of your life. Mm. The way how your parents treat you, the way how your relatives, how your neighbors or your the kids which you play with. Of course, it definitely uh, like... Uh, um, like work on the subconscious way, right? So initially, like, of course, you, you will feel that it's not in your control. And I was like that as well, right? My, I, I belong to a middle-class family. They always used to say that, uh, like, you have to save money. You can't, you can't think big. You have to go into only this direction, doctor, engineer or nothing. So, but still, that doesn't mean that, like, even if, if, if people say or scientists say that, uh, in seven years, like your subconscious mind is completely done or it's, it's ready. It, that still doesn't mean that you, you can change it. Of course, it can change time. It can take time. And to change it, like you have to read, maybe you, you have to read books. You have to listen to some of the podcasts which you are talking about. You have to read so many case studies, like how people from the same situation where you were, or maybe worse than that, still somehow they overcome that and became successful in their life. The more you will see these things, these success in your life, like rags to riches, mm-hmm. you will start seeing the effect in your subconscious mind that, yes, it is possible. If that person can do it, okay, that person can also do it. If that person can also do it, then I can also do it. And, and the constant learning, right, the, the, your curiosity, right, the way you see, okay, uh, let's see. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm testing this out. I'm working on it. Maybe it can fail. Maybe mm-hmm. it can succeed. But you just have to figure it out. Yeah. Seeing like having this kind of a curiosity mind, let's figure it out. Let's see if it, is, if it works, if it works or if it, it doesn't, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it completely changes the game. Like you don't see things like, okay, success or failure. You see whether it works or not. Okay, it doesn't work. This is a success. Yeah. Now I have to again figure out another way which can lead me to the, to the right direction. Yeah. And it takes yeah. it takes every bit of intentionality, right, uh, to be yeah. able to change. And there, that's really what this podcast is all about. It's about changing mm. those deep seated paradigms and, and mindsets that that hold us back. When we started, you mentioned that you know English was is not even your your first language. For some, right. that alone is a self sabotaging thought that would stop them in their tracks. But here mm. you are, in spite of that obstacle, you're you're here coaching entrepreneurs you're, you're coaching doctors you're taking mm. you're coaching people who've who 
who've excelled in the field of academia, right? Mm-hmm. It, didn't, it didn't stop you, but he used that as a stepping stone. And I think, Victor, that's where a lot of people find themselves stuck, right? They may mm-hmm. see those shortcomings, whether they may be visible or invisible in their mind, internal, whatever those narratives are. And immediately they, they form those limiting beliefs and they're not able to overcome. But you, 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 you talked about, um, you know, something that, that I think, you know, uh, is really important for someone listening to, to, to this podcast today to hear. Maybe there's someone listening who may have found themselves in that position and, you know, may have allowed some of these self-limiting beliefs or narratives to stop them, right, from something that they should be pursuing, right? And, and, and it's not easy. We understand that. It's not easy. You're going to have those naysayers. You're going to have all those voices telling you the reasons why you cannot. But having that right perspective and you call it perception which i think is powerful but persistence too i i think is important because you didn't stop at book number one right even though you mm-hmm. brought in you know 21 hours you went ahead and, and wrote book number two and then on and on and on and then here you are in that field so talk mm-hmm. to us about persistence right why we shouldn't stop when the first attempt doesn't work why we need to go back and keep trying and uh, until we get to where we need to get to. Certainly that works for you and that's why you're, you're where you are today. How powerful or how important is persistence in the pursuit of our dreams? So I guess several years ago, like I read this quote, one life, one shot, mm. and I don't believe in it. I really don't believe in it because I believe that one life, infinite shots. Mm. So you can't say that, okay, let's try this and if you, if you don't see the results, then that's the one shot. And now I'm a big time failure. I'm a failure for the entire lifetime. That doesn't, this, this doesn't work like that. Life will again throw some opportunities for you, opportunities to, to you. Like every, maybe every day, it will throw some kind of opportunity. You just have to see things. You have to see how, whether it is an opportunity or not, right? And you have to grab it. Right. You just have to wait for it. And you, of course, maybe some situation can happen where like you are really down and things are not happening the way you think. But still, let's just wait. Life is again, give you some another chance and just give your best and start working on it. Right. You can't just say that, OK, life, one life, one shot. You have to maybe every day you have to try one more shot. Right. And persistence, of course, it's extremely important because so many billionaires like out there right? So many massive, like multi, multi-billionaire successful people, they really believe in persistence. Like Elon Musk, right? He had, he had failed several times, but still he persisted, right? And the way like you, you become persistent is, of course, there's so many tools out there like you can, you can leverage. For example, you can have affirmations, right? You can have vision board. You can, you can write it down like how, what kind of person you want to become after 10 years, and say today that, okay, I'm confident. Maybe I'm, 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 I'm having a freedom in my life, financial freedom I have. I have a beautiful relationship with my, all the people in my life, right? See it in kind of a present tense and paste it all over, the, all over your walls, right? And this, d- this definitely helps you out, right? So, no, so no, yeah, like I, one- I, I, sorry, go, go ahead. I, I, was, uh, I was going to underscore what you said about uh, that one life, one shot. And- the quote I was trying to remember was this one by Michael Jordan, which I'm sure you, you've heard about. And it says, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. 
I have lost almost 300 games. 26 yeah. times I have been trusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I failed over mm. and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. And I think that wow. statement there couldn't be more powerful there uh, about, about that one life, one shot. And, and things like that, right, uh, Vikran, are some of those things that we buy into and then we are allowed to form narratives and then we can get past, right? Maybe we've mm-hmm. heard our parents tell us one life, one shot, you only live once, you only get the first opportunity and after that, that's it. So we try and we fail and oops, I only get one shot in life and I'm not even going to try again. But the opposite of that is actually true. I just wanted to underscore what you just said. So please go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. Awesome. It was just so exciting to hear that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. And also yesterday I was uh, reading about Usain Bolt. Yeah, and I I was amazed to see that in his career he has got I guess nine Olympic medals, and but he has he ran only for one hundred and fifteen seconds, less than two minutes, right? Like because of course usually like these uh, these races are only ten seconds or eleven seconds uh-huh. maximum, so in his entire lifetime he has got nine uh, nine Olympic medals, but for that he has got only one uh, he ran only 115 seconds wow. and he made around 119 million dollars wow. in his lifetime also but the thing is that for that two minutes he has trained for it for 20 years more than 20 years to perform better in those two minutes right this is what it is all about like you of course maybe uh, like some things will not work out but see it as a training Right. Okay. So this is the training phase. Maybe three, maybe for three months or six months or maybe one year, things will not work out the way you want it. But maybe the next year, it will exceed the way you you were thought. Right. So see it as a training, and it is going to like again as as we mentioned before, like it's all about the perception. If things didn't work out for you, then see it. Okay. Like this is what I learned from this thing, from this mistake, from this failure. Now let's uh, find out in the shot. Yeah, so this is also one more perception I had to share. I, I love that. And which brings me to the third and perhaps final uh, P. It's interesting that everything here is a P, right? We talked about perception. We talked about persistence. And the third thing we want to talk about here is passion, right? How they all start with a P, right? Perception, persistence, passion. And, and, and you, you have passion, right? You, you, in your bio, it's all about passion. How important is passion, right? We've got to have the right perception about things. Number two, we've got to be persistent in following after our dreams. But number three, perhaps the most important is about passion. You've got to be passionate about what you do. How important is passion and, and where does it rank uh, when it comes to following after uh, your dreams, Victor? Mm-hmm. Of course, passion is extremely important. I didn't see like initially like when i started in this book writing publishing career i didn't see it as a passion i really had to make money making money was my passion right and of course at after one point when you see things like okay like after making certain amount of money you really want to have impact in 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 the world mm-hmm. right so then i basically i i when i realized that most of the successful people right? Amazing people out there. And if they would be offering any coaching program for that, maybe they would be charging six figures for just one hour, but they have written a book, maybe just for 10 bucks. They have shared all their life lessons in it. 
right? And you can really understand their thinking process, mm -hmm. exactly how they, they went from point A to point B, mm -hmm. exactly what was their thought process in just $10, mm. right? So this is what makes the books really amazing. Yep. And when I realized that, like it became my passion that, okay, I'm going to be helping so many uh, clients uh, turn their ideas into a professional looking book so that it can reach out to uh, the readers. So I'm not only helping my clients turn their ideas into a best-selling book. I'm also helping the readers who are yes. going to read the book. Yes, you are. Right. So maybe like, of course, don't worry if you don't, if I believe that you don't have to worry, uh, you don't have to get tense that, okay, I don't have the passion. Okay. You, you just don't worry about it for now. Mm -hmm. If you are just starting out in, in the beginning, maybe the passion could be just making money. Yeah. Maybe the passion could be feeding your family. Yeah. Maybe the passion could be really taking care of the bills. Yeah. That's fine. But once you start making some money, then you will figure out something, yeah. which is way more important than money. You will figure out, like if you are really um, uh, doing your work with honesty, and um, then definitely you will figure out something which can, through your work, you can find your passion. And once you know that passion, then don't leave it, start working on it. And of course, like because um, money, of course, is important, but at the same time, um, like the things which you do, the things which you leave to the world, like the legacy is going to be remembered by the people. They mm -hmm. will not say, okay, that, that person made this much amount of money. Mm -hmm. People don't care about it. People really care that how, how can, how impact, it's the impact. How, what kind of, imp yeah, what kind of impact did you leave in this world? And that could happen. Yep. And that could happen if you are really passionate about something. I love that. I love that. I love that. Because as we, as we wrap up here, what, one question that I love to ask all my guests uh, on the podcast is, is, is what defines them, right? And I've heard so many answers over the past, um, you know, uh, year or so. Uh, but but what, what is it that defines you? What is it that keeps you going? What is it that you'd say? It's, it's, this, it's this thing that no one can ever take away from you. What, what, is, mm -hmm. what is that thing? See, Fred, uh, in my entire uh, career, they are maybe in a week, three days, I don't want to work. It happens with me as well. Even though I'm passionate about something, still maybe three days or four days, I don't want to work, right? But I know that working is extremely important for me. So, so what makes me going is the accountability thing, hmm. right? Three to four years ago, I realized that if, like, of course, being your boss is, has so many pros, but also has so many cons as well. You are your own boss. You can work whenever you want. No one is going to ask you, what are you doing? But what I have done in my life and in my business is I have accountability thing going on in each and every aspect of my business, even in my life. I've hired an accountability assistant. I pay her money so that she can track exactly what I'm doing every single day, right? For example, I have certain habits which I want to uh, master, right? For example, waking up at 5 a.m. I'm a martial arts uh, practitioner. I have to go to and train for martial arts every day, right? So I, uh, that person, that accountability assistant, she reviews my entire day. And she asks me like, why exactly didn't I do this habit today? Wow. Not only habits, I also work, I also share my goals with her. Like I work on the sprints basis, like 
every 90 days, like I create some kind of a goals, I share it with her. And then I ask her, I give her the permission to uh, tell me that, like, or to ask me exactly what, what why it happened, why I was not able to uh, get to the uh, get to the goals. Also, at for an example, if some habit I'm not able to do it at certain day, I uh, like I give her uh, like um, the money, right, the extra money. Like she, like I have a penalty for that, right? Wow. So I have taken it to the next level. So the accountability thing is extremely important, even if you're own boss. So that's what makes me keep going. Because I'm like, of course, sometimes I'm in, uh, not in the work mode, but you have to work. And anything could impact uh, your thinking process, right? Uh, so if you are not feeling good, maybe you don't want to work. If something happens with the relationship, you don't want to work, but you have to work. It's extremely important. And for... Mm -hmm. To make it happen, to keep going, you like the, the thing which works for me, I have accountability in each and every area of my life, my health, my, um, my life, my waking up at 5 a.m., my relationships, my work. And in my work as well, like, how do I, how do I uh, work with my team? How do I work with my clients? How do I work with my JV partners? For everything, I have accountability. I want to see things clearly that what exactly happened with me last week, which uh, due to which I was not able to work properly. Or so, so yeah, this is what makes me keep going. Yeah, this is, this is, this is powerful. This is powerful. And, and if you're listening, uh, you've been listening to uh, my, my special guest, uh, Vikrancharya, CEO of bestsellingbook.com. And, and maybe you're, you're listening and you, you probably have a story, you probably have a dream, or you're probably thinking of writing a book. He's demystified the whole process. And uh, his website is bestsellingbook.com. You want to check it out and read and listen to some of the testimonials from, from people he's helped. I was listening to some of them yesterday and how they were able to, to transform those, their dreams into, into realistic goals. So uh, definitely check, check out his uh, website. Again, it's bestsellingbook.com. And it's going to be um, on your screen. If this is being aired by video, you, you can see that as well. But Rickman, as we wrap up, what final thoughts would you want to share uh, with, our, with our listeners today? Any, any final thoughts you want to share? Yeah, sure. For your audience, I have created a, uh, a giveaway, right, which they can really access. So if they want to write the book themselves, I have created a checklist after working for 10 years. I exactly, uh, like in that checklist, like they will be exactly getting how they have to start, how First of all, they have to start with a book idea, then why they are writing this book, then who is the target reader. Exactly, the each and everything, every aspect of the publishing, from book writing to editing to publishing, marketing, everything which they want to do to make a professional-looking best-selling book, it is in that checklist, right? And it also comes with a blueprint, which explains how to use that checklist. So if uh, for your audience, I have uh, added it in on my website, it is they can go visit bestsellingbook.com forward slash checklist mm -hmm. and they will be able to access the giveaway and they can access that checklist which is going like they can download it they can print it out they can paste it on their wall and they can start working on it that's too easy to work on so bestsellingbook.com slash checklist yeah so this is the gift uh, for your audience thank you so much and it's going to be uh, on the screen as well bestsellingbook.com slash forward slash checklist this process has been demystified. So if you one who's been sitting on the fence, you know, wondering how do I start, go go click on that link and uh, and check it out. Uh, but Vikram, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your story. 
And folks, just to re recap, uh, it's all about perception, it's about persistence, and it's about passion. Once you have those three keys mastered, this will definitely set you on that right track um, in helping you overcome obstacles and, 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 um, uh, and, and really realizing the dream, whatever dream that's been placed um, in your heart. So again, thank you for listening. Vikram, thank you for joining us all the way from India and for helping us out understanding you know, the process and for your own journey as well. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll have you back again uh, to talk to our audience about something else that you're doing in the future, but uh, best, best to you as well. Thank you so much, Fred, for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Same here. Thank you.